Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, back with Tim. We got a quick one for you. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. So we got just a couple of things. I don't even think I had that much to even I even shared that you haven't even covered yet. Um, we usually share all of our stuff on um, on the Facebook pages. If you go to Linktree, l i n k t r dot e e slash FOMOcast gaming. Um, there are a couple things that aren't um, on our list, but they're going to take five seconds because one of them is old news and two of them are new news. So ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, the first thing we wanted to talk about, did I tell you it was Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R-D-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming? Maybe. I don't know. Um, so the first thing we want to talk about is Marvel Studios. And Sony are planning another Spider-Man trilogy starring Tom Holland after No Way Home. The big news that came out was the fact that there is nothing in the works, but there is a plans to make it. So it was kind of confusing because it came out. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden people are like, well, hold your horses it could be five years before we get another Spider-Man movie. It's just saying that they, like I said, there's not, there's nothing that, Hey, here's a date that we're going to start. It's just, we're going to do one. Just don't know. when. Exactly. So I, I don't even know if it's really, I mean, I don't even know if it's really that much because it could fall through. There's been so many projects that they have announced as being in the quote-unquote works, but then all of a sudden, you know, there's nothing really there. So, I don't know. And especially if, well, did it say what's-his-name signed on to do it, or it just says the plan is to have him? Uh, No, Tom Holland, I think, was part of the thing, too. I think he shared something about it as well. Well, and it could be one of those things where he signed on for X amount of, movies with them you know what though the hard part is is that everyone has access to the um the contracts for the most part so i don't know how secretive they could be with that you know what i mean like technically you could be kind of secretive and being like oh hey we know we have a deal with tom you know for this many films i mean there could be fine print that we don't even go into because that's the big thing a lot of times people don't see that that was the whole scarlett johansson debacle was there was fine print that we hadn't seen yet. And when you look at it, it can go one of two ways. The same thing is happening with this. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it's actually him or if it's just a ploy. Or, I mean, it could even be just them saying this. What happens in the new movie is Spider-Man dies. Like if Tom Holland, Spider-Man is dead. And this was just a ploy to get people to think one thing or another. I mean, there's no way of knowing. So we shall see. Um, True. The next thing we have is Disney has upped its fiscal 2022 content budget by $8 billion, hopes $33 billion total investment draws new streaming subscribers. Now, the big thing for this is I'm kind of happy because I believe Disney Plus has started taking on the idea of um, – whatchamacallit how netflix is just kind of like oh let's just cancel the show 
You know what I mean? Like, well, there's a lot of shows where they're like, hey, I mean, Disney Plus is kind of similar to Netflix in that we don't really know the numbers. So technically there could be, a you know, a thousand percent uptick in subscribers over the past year. I mean, they're never really going to know. That's the problem, too, with Disney Disney Plus is how are you going to up it? I mean, I'm trying to, how am I going to say this? How are you going to actually try and make a difference in it when the pandemic boosted your numbers to the point where you met a year's, I think it was like a four or five year goal in eight months. That's going to be difficult. I honestly don't know what, what you could do. You know what I mean? So me personally, I feel like you could technically you know, just assume you're going to get just a lot more content. I feel like there's, this is kind of having something a little bit to do with the idea of making more adult content for Disney plus changing certain things for Disney plus. Maybe they're going to try and, you know, go the stars route. Cause we talked about last time stars, you know, was the, the TV version all over the world that, Disney has access to all this different stuff they don't have access to here. So we'll see what happens. Let's hope 33 billion gets you a lot more content. Um, I will say along those same lines, um, apparently Hawkeye did not do very good on the opening episodes. I thought they were amazing. I thought that being that they were not like a very super superhero type of thing. It was awesome. It reminded me of Netflix's Daredevil. It was much more fighty, much more fun. Um, I heard the third episode, which dropped today, is really fun and really awesome. But along the same thing, you hope that by them upping the money, you know, I mean, how much is Loki going to cost? Loki season two, you know, was such a great hit season one. How do we know that, you know, I don't know how much it takes to make it, but that one had a lot of special effects, a lot of CGI and people don't realize how much that truly costs. So maybe they're going to take the Loki algorithm and start going towards that. So that's where a lot of the money's going to go. So we'll see. Um, this one. So Disney fires longtime Hilton Head Island resort cast members, Belu Crab and Shadow the Dog. Who's that? I don't know who that is. So, so the only reason I put it in here is I guess the Belu Crab, um, <clears throat> he is just uh, uh, a cast member that. Plays, I forgot what type of character at, uh, like you said, Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort. But the uh-huh. other thing is, is with him, he has this uh, sidekick, Shadow the Dog. So not only did they fire the, uh, the cast member, but also the uh, the dog got fired as well. So Disney, you know, isn't uh, you know bashful about firing either a a human or an animal. So they're non-discriminatory on anyone so uh, i just thought it was interesting and and what it was it was pandemic related obviously you know it's hilton head uh island resort so it's a you know resort and i think they had to cut back on staff and whatnot so this is just one of them that uh that they decided to cut back on and it could be one of those things we saw with disney um both world and well all the resorts across the um the world that oh hey so and so got you know got fired or got let go or or was not back when they opened the park 
True. Because, you know, like the piano player or something, you know, like like this or whatnot, some entertainment aspect of it, just because uh, of what they what they did in interaction with the public or they felt that they couldn't provide a safe space for that person um, to be out there to do their job. So it's just easier to, you know, not have them back or then you start seeing, oh, hey, so and so's back. This person's back or this entertainment group <clears throat> is back. So, um, you know, they may not be there initially when the park opened, but as things open up or become more relaxed or however the state or county is, you know, you, you get that aspect of it. Um, yeah. And I know a, a lot of times the contracts are kind of misleading and it says they're fired, but a lot of times they're just not asked to come back. I know that was a big deal with a lot of the performers at Epcot because they were like, well, our contracts expired. They literally, they literally expired, right? Like, I want to say it was like June or July of the pandemic last yeah. year. So it, it was yeah, kind of coincidental. Like it worked, yeah, 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 it worked out perfect to where they didn't renew their contracts. And you could tell, especially with a lot of the uh, dancers from the um, uh, Asia Pavilion, that they were basically like, we, we're, we don't know if we're coming back, but we're coming back. It was one of those things. So I was like, okay, you know, no big deal. I I get well, and, what's going on with that. Yeah, well, and with their contracts expiring, like you said, just happened to be coincidental. But the other thing is, is like, okay, well, how about we um, negotiate? Uh, you know, you're, we're not going to up it right now, right away, because we're not open. Or, you know, now's a perfect time to negotiate it and see what's what's going to happen in the future. But right. you're not coming back. Right now, you know, you're not going to get a back-to-back right. um, yeah. contract or an extension on the contract. We need to see what's going on here because, you know, not going to pay you to, no. you know, come back. So, yeah. Like, so I assume, you know, there's probably going to be some changes made, but I mean, we're going to see shortly enough because usually they announce stuff pretty quickly. They're not, um, they're not very slow about bringing stuff back or announcing their plan. So it could be good. Could be bad. You never know. Um, before we go to the last thing, I did want to mention also uh, the fact that no way home sold out pretty much all the opening night tickets in two hours. It beat the black widow record for uh, opening show. It sold over outsold it in two hours and it outsold basically, I think it was infinity war and the rise of Skywalker. But one thing I did want to say is people are selling the tickets. They're scalping them for thousands of dollars. So don't be one of those people. Don't but don't be like you have to be. Wow. It's someone online for twenty five thousand dollars after it severs. You share that one. And that's crazy. Um, and also, I wanted to mention that apparently Magic Mike three for all the ladies out there is a go at HBO Max. So we're going to get that. Um, and uh, lastly, uh you know, this last thing is Disney related. We got a lot of Disney stuff that's coming up. I'm going to mention something that's in here too. But uh, the last thing we have in the regular pile is Susan Arnold to succeed Bob Iger as chairman of the board for the Walt Disney Company. Now, who is Susan Arnold, Tim? Um, that is a good question. She is a um, American business. Well, really? Hold on. I love how you... 
Google and then you click it and then nothing happens. Um, <laughs> she is uh, as my thing loads. So obviously Bob Iger will be leaving the end of this year, December 31st. Um, she is, so she joined the board in 2007, so she's obviously on the board. She's tenured. Board. Um, yeah. So, um, what does it say? She was, uh, operating executive at the asset management firm, Carlisle Group, president of global business units for Procter & Gamble, member of McDonald's board of directors from 2008 to 2016. Uh, so, yeah, so she's got a, yeah, she's got a decent, you know, record of where she's come from, obviously from another, like I said, McDonald's board of directors from 08 to 2016 so well i mean yeah. hopefully she's fitting the the chairman i mean in reality you know it's hard it, this is hard to say it's it doesn't mean anything um i it doesn't really do anything because the board the, the the board is just to make sure that bob chapik chapik however we want to call him today they just want to make sure that he's in check so yeah um, exactly and i guess she's, yeah uh like i said she was served on the board since 07 and is its lead independent director since 2018 so there huh. you go well but, then yeah. they're well, basically the, the boss of the boss yeah well on we go to um well we're going to the, the disney parks pile before we go there make sure again linktree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash fomocast gaming so the big one is uh the disneyland union is to vote again on friday and cast members may go on strike over wages um so i was in a union at one point and let's just say uh it's a difficult situation to be put in because you understand why they do certain things you don't understand why they do certain things and you know for those that don't know you know, the people that are running the show, they get probably mo the most money out of all of this. So the ones that are going to go on strike are probably the ones that are going to suffer the most because they're actually paying for the people who are leading the unions who are arguing with Disney over wages. The one thing I do agree to agree about is I believe most of the union workers are the ones that are like behind the scenes and like maintenance. And um, I don't know if the custodial is in it because it's weird because some of the people who would work in the park are actually on our union, but some of them that work in the park are not. So it doesn't really have, there's no like clear line. You don't have to join the union. You can. Um, and I believe the, what they're waiting, I think what they're actually asking for is for their wage increases to be bumped up to now. They're not asking for more money but I believe, I think it was the city of Anaheim actually has a thing in where they I think they go to like 15 something an hour over the course of like four years, something like that. It's something weird. Yeah. And a couple episodes ago, uh, they were saying that they want to, that the city of Anaheim's bump up doesn't apply to Disneyland because uh, they don't, I forgot what it was. Oh, it was going to apply to them. 
if they were to do the west um, side expansion when they're going to do the hotel and the yes. parking lot because they were going to use uh, tax money or some tax increase or bed tax. I forgot what it was. But since that got kiboshed by the city council, now that basically took Disneyland out of that city of Anaheim increase for salaries. So I know now it's up to the unions to fight for that because this, that, that now does not apply to Disneyland uh, because of that. Um, and I know, so the weird thing is, is it says Disneyland Union. So there's Disneyland and California Adventure, and California Adventure voted yes, or or however they they voted, they agreed to the terms. Uh-huh. California Adventures, okay. Disneyland voted no, but I know there was a lot of different things that didn't go that that happened. Like people that worked at uh, California Adventure got Disneyland ballots and then vice versa, and when they're counting the ballots, the people that are there. To not necessarily count the ballots, but to oversee, because there's union representatives that oversee the counting of the ballots as part of a, a union vote. That right. they, I don't know if they were told to leave or they said that the ballots were finished counting when they actually weren't. There was a lot of, I don't want to necessarily say shady things, but things that weren't, you know, followed correctly or whether they were followed correctly, just some things there. So, um, and like you said, there's different unions. There at Disneyland, you got entertainment, you got, you know, uh, probably like steel workers or maintenance unions, uh, you know, than just regular cast members. So it'll be interesting if now if Disneyland goes on strike, but California Adventure, uh, you know, voted. And I wonder how deep it affects it, it too. Because, like you said, then how does that? uh, Because you don't have enough workers (laughs) from California Adventure to probably operate Disneyland as well. So then do you? If they go on strike, do you shut down one park? Is there enough, you know, scabs out there to, to come across? I, I I don't know. Or are they gonna, you know, make a deal at the eleventh hour and say everything's everything's good because I mean, you can't really shut down the park with with it doing so well right now. Exactly. So we're gonna see what happens that union vote. Fingers crossed. Everything gets everyone gets what they want, but we shall see. So in a couple of days. We're going to find out. Um, next, we have the hand-pulled candy canes return to Disneyland Resort. These are such a high-ticket item that you basically have to get a wristband to get an well, approved that, to get... That has changed now. Uh-oh. What is it now? Instead of a wristband, you just go to a virtual queue. <laughs> okay. So before, you had to get in line, get a yeah. wristband, and then you'd, you had to come back at a certain time, didn't you? Yeah, they gave you, depending on what color wristband you guys, the times you come back at. So it's not everyone being there at one time. It's, right. you know, kind of kind of staggering it. But it's crazy. So it started in 1968. So obviously it's been around a long time. Obviously they haven't didn't have it last year. But these are 18 inches long. I mean, that's a foot and a half. I thought it's, they, I did big. not think they were that big um, before. I, maybe they weren't. Maybe these ones are just... No, they you were know, that bigger, big. But... They were that they were that big because I remember people getting them and they they um because they do them in the window. You can see them making them. Um, yeah, and they are they are pretty big. They're like what you see on TV when they're making candy canes. It's legit that good. Um, right. So, but with it, 
you are only allowed one. Correct. Just one. Just one. So, so they only they like, only make I think like 150 or 250 a day. Yeah, it's something yeah. rare like that. And there's yeah, people so, who go daily to try and get them, which I'm sure it's going to be hard. I'm sure some people have booked reservations for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, like five days oh, yeah. in a row just to try and get them. Yep, exactly. And like I said, it'll be a mobile waitlist system. Um, once the mobile waitlist is activated, you can add your name and phone number at the location to receive a text back for your return time and your opportunity to purchase your candy cane, obviously subject to availability. Candy canes are not available through mobile ordering. So uh, at the Disneyland parks, it will be at the Candy Palace and Candy Kitchen, December 7th, 9th, 15th, 21, 23. And at California Adventure, because uh, they the past couple of years or before pandemic, they've been doing them over there as well. Uh-huh. And the trolley, tre- trolley Treats, December 8th, 14th, 16th, and 22. But I know a lot of people like to go to the Disneyland one because that's where they've been, uh, you know, doing it uh, from the beginning. Yeah, so we'll see. I, uh, fingers crossed you can get them, uh, but we shall see because sometimes things don't go in according to plan. So um, next we have Hawkeye's Clinton Barton and Kate Bishop are going to appear and star in a new stunt show at Avengers Campus in Disney's California Adventure. This was kind of expected because they're kind of acrobatic characters, so they'll probably have a mixture of the Spider-Man show, the Black Widow show, and this show, just because of, you know, the different Marvel shows that we've had have been like, oh, look, we got this option, we got that option, we can have this show, that show. So it's actually probably going to give a break to uh, the regular people. Because I know that a lot of times, a lot of those places are, I don't know, like they get tired. You know, what, what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to keep pushing them, pushing them, pushing them. So I think that's kind of cool because it's going to give more variety. I know they when they first opened, I don't know if they still have the people that do like the Dora Milaje. Because I know that those ones were kind of, I don't know. They're kind of specific, specific, like they, they had a certain look to them. They, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. Like you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't expect them to stay. And so, um, you know, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm excited for a new show, especially Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop, her, her character on, um, on the show is just perfect. Like she legitimately is something that I'm kind of, I don't know. I really appreciated it. I, I watched the first two episodes back to back and I was like, this is perfect. I love the fact the way they're playing it. I love how they're doing it. It's just, it's, it's, it's a great show. And um, I really hope that everyone watches it. And now you're going to be able to see, you're going to be able to see them in the parks live which i do think it's kind of cool that they've been doing that thing with um yeah as they do with loki and everything yeah and they're kind of bringing them out they may even make them change stuff if you know if they do change here and there what styles they're wearing or you know we'll see i i don't know what they're 
what they're going to do with it. I mean, it could be pretty much anything. I'm not going to be all, I, I'm not, a, I don't have high expectations with those characters, but um, what I do have is, is I have high expectations for the, um, the show in general, because let's just say everyone, some people were upset with the first show. I don't know why the first episodes. And then now I hear today it's great. But then I have other people telling me, Oh, you know, I didn't like it because of this. And I was like, well, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? What are you supposed to do? You can't make everyone happy. So um, I'm going to stay positive. And um, yeah, I, 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 I am, I'm very excited. Like I said, just because it's something different and I know they don't always do stuff like this. They don't always, they don't always give out cool stuff like this at the parks for free for free. So, uh, fingers crossed. Sorry. I just got an email and I was like, what the heck is this? Um, so the next thing that we have on our list is the new Pocahontas designer collection Princess Doll is available at Disneyland Resort for $129.99. Now, these dolls are very popular. Um, they're made, not made to play with. You are to buy them, keep them in a box, keep them in a case, do whatever you're going to do, but you are not, I repeat, not to play with these dolls. Well, you could buy two and play with one and keep the other one in the box. Okay. Um, but okay. Yeah. Okay. You could do that. <laughs> yes. If you if you want to drop was it two hundred and sixty bucks on it, but uh, you know they already had a uh, Jasmine one that came out uh, similar. It's you know the the designer collection, so different designers um, make this, and it was the same price one twenty nine ninety nine. This one is the limited edition of nine thousand seven hundred, um, and it comes like you said in a not necessarily a display case but a display box um just like the princess jasmine one did uh -huh. um what they call oh disney designer collection display box is what they call it um and no you cannot grab this and run out of the store because it does have one of those um corded wrapped alarm things on it but if you live in california i know they've uh you know decriminalized that so um do what you want with that <laughs> um it was designed by javier garcia and that this one, um, this particular article by this uh, <clears throat> uh, writer, they found the doll at a license company at California Adventure. So it's uh, it's cool. It's like when you get those collectible Barbie. I mean, I know I I know Barbie is collectible, but when they do those special edition ones and like right. they come in, the box itself is a display box. It's not Correct. just oh hey let's take it out and play with it um, and one at uh was nine thousand three hundred and ten of ninety seven hundred. So um be curious to see what other ones I'm sure there'll be more that'll come out, especially if they you know sell very well what the next one to come out is. And I'm sure there may be a list somewhere I just missed. Yeah, no, um I'm trying to think. There's a lot of stuff that I've seen on there where it's kind of like there are some collectible stuff like if, if you've anyone's never been um they do have uh like 
they have what is it they have the like the designer castle they have a vault what building you remember what building that is that has the vault that's down that's in the very entrance when you first walk in around yeah, the circle the disney anna shop and they disney anna shop yeah and they usually have like in the vault is something fancy that's collectible but this is something so it's only 129.99 i guarantee down the road that'll sell for thousands of dollars because they're not going to have that many made but also, if you keep it legitimately intact and good, you're going to... So, if you want it, want to make some money, maybe invest, we'll see. Now, this one has finally, finally, finally... Splash Mountain at Disneyland is closing for annual refurbishment on January 10th. Disney confirms Splash Mountain at Disneyland is closing for standard refurbishment and not the Princess and the Frog. What this tells me is, is that they're going to close it I have a feeling they're going to close it January 10th, reopen it. Probably they usually will reopen it about March is when they reopen yeah. it usually. And then probably close it again, like in September and start the refurbishment then for the princess and the frog, because that is a very big ride to take away people and stress and everything. When it's a hot summer day, you cannot have that closed in the summertime. So exactly. I bet you and they I, anticipate it's probably going to be a lot, a lot longer of a, of a, of a wait. Well, and that's why they do the refurbishments to Splash Mountain and the um, <clears throat> uh, River Rapids right over at California Adventure in the winter because it's, you know, it, it's a water ride. You're going to get wet. So in the right. winter, it's, you know, usually colder there. So it's the perfect time to do it. But like the... Um, overlay for the princess and the frog it's in uh an overlay or refurbishment uh slash overlay to the existing ride they're not taking um you know the whole guts of the ride out you know not the flume and everything so no. you still have the annual maintenance that you need to do on the flume it's just like the frozen ride over at uh, the germany pavilion in epcot the actual ride track did not get changed now the ride vehicle may have gotten changed but the mm -hmm. physical track flume itself did not. Um, so the same thing here. So with it, you still have to do your yearly maintenance uh, for it. And this is the time that they do it. But of course it goes down and everyone, oh, oh, it's time, it's time. It's like, no, this is just the annual uh, maintenance as Disney comes out and said it. But like you said, they're probably getting it ready for it to go down. Like you said, come back during summer, and then see what happens after that to go to go down. So that way, when it comes next year, they don't have to probably do as much right. to it. More more than um, likely, they what they'll do because they because they're a lot of guys are probably working on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway uh, Rail Rail Railway. I think it's called Railroad. Yep. Um. So I'm I'm pretty sure they're probably also are dealing with that. So you want to have as many people on hand. So I, you what they'll probably do is is they'll probably have them do most of the refurbishment stuff on the most difficult area, probably the final scene on the riverboat. And once they get that stuff kind of cleaned up and done, when they do the the, the layover, however they're changing that in scene, they're probably going to make sure they start there and then make their way back up to the stuff that will be easier to change. And because, I mean, I think personally the hardest one is going to be changed is going to be the animatronics at the very top when you're about to drop because those are some of the worst characters in the whole entire, you know, cartoon are at the top of the thing, which didn't you get walked off of that one time? 
I have not. Nope. You haven't. Somebody no. told me they got walked off of the top of it, and I was super excited for them because that was cool. Ooh, nice. Um, two more things we're gonna go over the parks pile is somebody is leaving explicit photos around all around Walt Disney World Resort hotels. Um, so yeah. it's funny on this article. So the first sentence says, and always this is a family podcast, so you know. Somebody is leaving photographs of the part of the male anatomy around Walt Disney World Resort hotels. It's happened twice, both times it's reported to the sheriff. So it happened once at the Disney Art of Anima- Animation Resort. Uh, restaurant worker was cleaning the dining room August 22nd when the um, employee made the discovery of a photo that was hidden under the napkin holder by the soda, count- soda counter. Um, and then the other one, a similar photo was left at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort campground. Um, according to the report, both photos were taken using color Fuji film. They're going old school here. Um, it's, it's you can't track them. There's no digital footprint. Right. Exa- exactly. It's smart. Uh, the sheriff report did not mention if there's any suspects. But authorities noted that when the photographs were left, art anima- animation, there uh, was no distance surveillance footage uh, available to look at. Um, all employees worked that day, had left by the time the sheriff office responded to the hotels. And then this <laughs> this is the best part. Meanwhile, the Orange County Sheriff's Office kept the photos as evidence, the report said. So I'm glad, you know, that they got their evidence. <laughs> I don't but, so, I don't even know. I don't even know what go. to think of that, man. That's crazy. Well, yeah, we're gonna end is, it exa- exactly. We're, we're gonna end it even uh even better note is guest fight breaks out at living with the land in epcot what is going on at disney world it is like bedlam they're they're just people are just going crazy they don't know how to act i mean disney i i get it you want more adult stuff on disney plus but your parks need to chill out yeah no exactly and this one there's a video on it on uh on twitter uh random disney dude uh handle at disney vengeance uh v-e-n-g-e-n-z if you want to check it out it's 30 seconds videos um you know there's people on the ground partner attempts to stop another family from attacking him uh, the guest on the ground is able to stand the family separate so it seems everyone walked away physically fine the exact reason for the fight is not clear so yeah there you it, go it it feels like like people get so here's the thing so epcot serves alcohol and i'm not gonna lie when i went there in 2011 we went and had the sake cook in front of you thing and it was legit like i it's hard to like you could do sake bombs the whole time you were there they're not gonna check you could drink the whole time you're there walk out they have a cart selling sake and sapporo i can get a sapporo and a sake there i can walk over get a margarita go over get some lager over in germany I mean, legitimately, you could get just sloshed. There's not any checking. And what they don't tell you when you go there, because I heard the rumor. I'm like, oh, they say they're really people from this country. And I'm like, I don't know. And so when me and the wife were at eating Italian food at the Italian uh, pavilion, I was like, we'll see what happens. I go, this guy says he's from Sicily. If he treats this girl over here who says she's from Italy like garbage, I'm pretty sure it's he's Sicilian and true because I, I everyone I've met if they're Sicilian they think they're better than regular Italians 
And sure enough, man, he was talking to her. And then I found out what they do is is they go to foreign countries. Disney does. And they have college programs, basically, kind of thing where they'll help you pay for school if you come and work on the Disney World. And a lot of them, they went to Italy. And this girl said that, you know, she yeah, she's, she was from Italy and that basically she was going to school in Florida and doing that kind of stuff. So, you know, they have different regulations on alcohol there. I, I know they know the stuff here, but they overserve like crazy. When I first went to Epcot, I thought, oh, it's Disney, whatever. It can't be that crazy. It legit felt like I was in like a mini Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I just felt and, like Las Vegas. Yeah, and you can go on different uh, websites because actually, me and the wife, when we went over there on our honeymoon, I bought the at the you know the little lanyard where you could drink around um, Epcot. And what you do on the back of the lanyard, they have each country pavilion there, and um, you sit there. And get whatever drink, and I can't remember. Sometimes they'll write the drink or whatnot on it, but uh-huh. that cast member um, will sign it. Or th- there's a line there, whether the cast member signs it or hey, you know, write hello in whatever language that is or whatever it is, but something to uh, denote that you got a drink at that uh, at that pavilion. Uh-huh. Uh, which is, and they have different ones like that. They have a a monorail one they have a resort one you know type different things so there is you know ways to do it and like you said each pavilion has their own um you know specialty uh alcohol drink there like in italy it was um obviously a lot of wines and and whatnot right and then like i uh, said they had they had the yeah you know what that's actually true because the French pavilion was all about baguettes and stuff like that. Like I remember there was a lot of bread everywhere. The Asian pavilion was all about sake and like the rice wines. Germany was the lagers and the big beer steins. Mexico pavilion was all about like tacos and drinking margaritas. Like they had the margarita bar right there. That's true. Like that's, and I remember was the day and they do drinking around the world. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. What do you what do people expect? What do you think is gonna happen there? And we we yep. purposely stayed right there so that we could be close, watch the fireworks. But when I yeah. realized I was like, we can fr- check our th- our thing, we can use our uh because when we went the, your key was the hotel was your actually your uh pass to get in, and it was also your food voucher yeah. if you did food. You can literally go over there, get sloshed for not very much money, it's not that expensive. I talked to Connor from Concon's Cantina, and he said that the food is a little bit cheaper when you go out to like the McDonald's that's nearby. Because like Disneyland, it's not Disneyland; it's the same price as getting food on the inside. The cheap food, it's the same exact yeah. price. But there, it's, it's a little bit cheaper, but it's so inconvenient. So, yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go into the the, the Epcot Pavilion. You're gonna go and you're gonna get some drinks. You can't get booze anywhere else. It's not like you're gonna go buy some beer and go sit in your room. That's weird. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and you see every year, or not every year, but you hear, oh, in the Mexican pavilion, because they got the little Aztec uh, pyramid in the back. Oh, some guy climbed up that because he was uh, intoxicated. Um, And then he got dismissed from Walt Disney World. So, And that's the way that's the way it works. And, you know, for me personally, um, I do get it. You know, you're having fun. You're an adult. 
you can you can do what you want to do. I don't care if you're out there having fun, but I will say that you know be be responsible for be, your re- be responsible. That's what most of these people what ends up happening is they end up drunk, they end up doing something stupid, they get in a fight, and that's the thing too is it might not even be like at the actual location. They're gonna be in a different part of the park because usually they're they're the alcohol is not hitting them until they're yeah. somewhere else. So, yeah, it, I, it, exactly. And I, I'm I'm okay with, like I said, I am okay with you drinking. I do not mind it, but you say, yeah. drink responsibly. And if you feel like you have to get crazy, let us know. Well, and the thing is, is remember at the end of the day, it's Disney. It's a family park. Yeah, they sell alcohol there, but like, like you said, I mean, it's a family. It's a family park. It, it, plain and simple, re- it's a family. And be respectful because here's the thing: there's kids there, and that's the one thing I could, I never enjoyed was so we wear vests when we go to the parks. We wear them respectfully. We don't act crazy, but people were using gay slurs towards people, some of my friends, and to me. And I'm like, so you are making fun of me because I love Disney, but you're you're the one that's cursing and using slurs in a park for children. So tell me who the one who's in the wrong. I'm not in the wrong. I'm not the one that's saying inappropriate things to kids around kids, you know? So right. that's the thing for me is, is um, I, I, I obviously Disney world's a different beast. Uh, my favorite joke, the wife kept saying was when we were walking around Disney world was like, there's so many little kids just running around free. We can just take one. Do you want a kid? We can just take a kid kind of thing. Cause that's how right. free, free it is. It feels there, but you know, I, I personally am not a big drinker when I go out, especially now that I have my my kid. You know, I don't want to set a you know be a bad role model or whatnot. But uh, again, reiterate: drink responsibly, enjoy Disney World for what it is. But if you do make want to make a fool of yourself, um, and, and well, and not be invited back to Disney World for a long time. I mean. By all means, go for I it. I wonder what the ban would be like if you got so so intoxicated that it was just like ridiculous. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'd probably say at least a year, if not probably longer, depending on. But you know, are you just passed out in the corner, like puking, and not making you know a scene, or are you belligerent and being dumb? Like you said, like yelling at people or not yelling, but making comments. I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's somewhere you can see, you know, oh, this person is, well, they always say, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, a drunken public or whatever intoxicated, he's been trespassed from, uh, the Disneyland or, which I know, I know they're very, they're very quick to trespass when you do something like that. They're very quick to trespass. Yeah, and they always say trespass indefinitely. Now, what does, I mean, we all know what indefinitely means, but, you know, can it be one of those, I mean, you know, it happened with, you know, Adam the Woo, but he obviously went to a restricted area, and he was trespassing definitely, but I think his was like three or five years, and then they, you know, he was able to, to come back, and he, like he said, it was my fault, I shouldn't have done it once everything was said and done. And now it's all good. So, I mean, with something like that, I'm sure 
you could, you know, talk with them and be like, hey, you know what? I messed up. It's my fault. You know, so did, did, couple, was he the one? Years. Was he the one that went into the back area? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that and, one was and, a and little I'll bit more. Look, that was a little bit more. Yeah, that was a little more dangerous. What he did. No, exactly. I mean, it was a restricted, you know, area. Like he says, it was. I mean, and he was, you know, early on in like making content. So it's like, ooh, hey, I'm going to go back here. Nobody sees it. And it was right. a risk he was willing to to take. But now, you know, he learned from it and is better. And like he said, you know, what I did was dumb. Don't do it. Um, or this is what's going to happen. But I'll tell you what, when he went back <laughs> um, in the park, uh, they were quick to, you know, security to get him and be like, ooh, homeway, are you so-and-so? You know, let me see your ID. You so-and-so. Oh, no, you got to leave. Like, see you later. Get out of here. Because when you scan at the entrance, it's not like, you know, even though it's fingerprint and whatnot, it's not like they have, you know, your whole spreadsheet on there. You know, it beeps and says, oh, hey, you're not allowed in here. But, you know, somebody recognized them and, ooh, nope, you're, you're trespassed. Yep. You got to go. And it was, you know, they didn't make a big sound like they put them in handcuffs and took them out. But they're like, no, you need to, you know, you could either leave under your own accord and we're going to walk you out or... You know, right. it's we're gonna have to take you backstage. So, which they're not very aggressive, especially we went when we went uh, took the son when he was only seven months old. We were uh, were getting stuff ready, so we were standing at top of the ramp when when you had to walk through the parking structure when they moved it that one time. We went under the parking structure to come to the trams when the trams were still running, and um, this dude one hundred percent had drugs in his backpack, one hundred percent. And so we were just getting stuff ready because we've looked it up beforehand. What do you do with the stroller? And they're like, okay, have the bag open, have everything ready to go. So you can walk up, set the bag open, and they can check the stroller real quick. This dude walked up, sees the drug dog, turns around, and just starts walking really fast. And the drug dog guy was just laughing because he was close. Like he, It was like 10 feet away from the drug dog when he realized it was right. a drug dog. And he starts walking really quick. The drug guy, dog guy, was like, you know what? I got to follow him because he's acting suspicious. But he wasn't, like, chasing him down, and he was an actual cop. He wasn't even Disney Security, which Disney Security is known for responding, um, shall we say, slowly. Um, I'll say slowly. Um, Recent incidents slowly, but, uh, yeah, you don't want to interact with them. So make sure you are nice to them. And you don't get drunk. And if you do have a little bit too much, just go back to your hotel room, sleep it off, especially if you're in Disney World. Um, and don't drink and drive. All right. Uh, but I want to think. Unless, unless it's on Autopia. That's okay. Oh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, especially with Blue Bayou serving alcohol now. Uh, right. I want to thank everyone for coming through. It's a little bit shorter podcast, but uh, we got stuff to do. We got kids. We got to handle our stuff. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Mr. J, Justin, uh, Connor from Concans Cantina. Thank you guys all for rolling through. Uh, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>